0: We're joined by the new South Florida Bulls head coach Brian Gregory. He used to coach here at Georgia Tech here in Atlanta, but now he's moved on to the the Bulls of South Florida in the American Conference. Coach, how are things with you in Tampa? I know you're happy to be be back in it now, coaching, leading your own squad again.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. You know, the great opportunity with, um, you know, great growth potential here. Um, You know, wonderful situation with the facilities and the great league and you know, just a lot of things that are are so positive that uh, you know, I was so blessed to have the opportunity to do this and uh, you know, really excited to get to work on the road recruiting right now and uh, you know, looking forward to building something very special here. And
0: coach, Mr. facilities of South Florida are really great and what about the administration and the people of Tampa that kinda of warms you and your family's heart to say, Hey, this is the right move for us to move to Tampa and for me to lead the bulls going forward?
1: Well, you know, I think, you know, when you when you take a year off and and I had a great time doing the consulting thing at uh at Michigan State to kind of go back to the program 13 years after leaving it when I took the Dayton job. Um, you know, really specific in what I was, you know, looking for and just was hoping for the opportunity, but you you said it, it's all about the people. You know, we have great practice facility, brand new, brand new updated arena great offices great campus all that but it is the people and that's one thing i've learned in my 13 years as a head coach that you can do a lot of good stuff and and you can have a lot of great facilities uh, but if you don't have a great relationship a trusting relationship it, it, it's hard to build it the way you want to and that's exactly what we have here you know i spent saturday evening at an event with with charlie strong who, who is our new football coach And we just talked about how important uh, having relationships with the people that you work for and around. And and they got to be transformational relationships, not transactional. And I, I think we have that in South Florida.
0: And, Coach, speaking of that, you and Coach Strong are both new coaches in South Florida, so how are you going to kind of bounce it off each other to help each other as you get used to being in the Tampa area and the Bay Area? So how do you foresee us, you and him, friendship growing over the next weeks and months as you guys get acclimated together pretty much?
1: Well, you know, I, I think one of the, my, my greatest experiences at, at Georgia Tech, one of them was my relationship with Coach Johnson. We got along well. uh you know, went to dinner with our wives and and hung out. I would go to his office and sit down and talk over different things because you know, I just thought he built such a great program. And and I'm looking to doing the same thing with Coach Strong. You know, uh, he, I told him he's a lot luckier than I am. I think he's got 15 out of the 22 starters back when I think I got four players back total. So he's got a better situation than I do. He's got the dual threat quarterback that's really really good, but. You know what the thing is with Coach Strong? He's a man of high character. And I think his, you, you see his teams, they have that. And um, it's just going to be great to learn from him. Obviously, he ran a great program at Louisville, ran as an assistant uh, under Urban Meyer. So just spending time. I've always been a football guy. I like the way football coaches do things when it comes to divvying up their staff and responsibilities and different things like that. So you can learn a lot from football coaches.
0: And, Coach, you kind of spoke of a in your previous response about being in Michigan State, going back to your roots, working as a consultant. So tell us, what was that experience like to be a consultant a Coach Izzo in that program? And what experience? will you take from that experience to help you as you go forward, leading the Bulls from this day point going forward, since so you guys build this great program that you want to build, there, that culture you want to have down in South Florida? Well, that's
1: the big thing, you know, to, to kind of – Reengage into the culture at Michigan State after being gone for 13 years was was just a blessing, you know, because you know I, I'm able to say to Tom, you know, okay, why why are we doing this? We never you ne- we never did this before, and you know there was some things that he had great answers for in terms of you know really well thought out changes in the program, and there was sometimes where maybe there was a little slippage, and because of our relationship. Being, me being able to free to, to talk that way was great for him and great for me, you know, because it, it it affirms a lot of the stuff that here's the deal. If you bring in quality players that are high character kids and you build great relationships with them and you teach them what it means to be uh, a high character man, The basketball wins take care of themselves. They really do because what you do is you build a team that's committed and connected to each other. You build a team that is resilient. You do so many good things that the basketball success on the court is simply a byproduct of all the other stuff you do.
0: Exactly, coach. And we talk about the recruiting art area of florida i tell you coach you're in a great area is right for talent central florida the bay area of florida as well so look at this landscape coach how do you foresee yourself going about promoting the program to the coaches in the area the region itself to get people engaged in the south florida bulls basketball team and getting guys excited to want to come there who who wouldn't want to go to florida state or miami or florida they can come to you you're a viable option as well down in tampa well
1: you know i think every program that I've been associated with from Michigan state as an assistant to Dayton to Georgia tech, you know, we have built our recruiting uh, success on the shoulders of the local footprint. You know, my first recruiting class at Georgia tech was four players from, from the Atlanta area. Robert Carter was from South Georgia, but then moved up to Atlanta his senior year. Um, You look at, you know, the the those those players, uh Josh who's a freshman there now. When I was at Dayton, we did the same thing with the state of Ohio and really got I think four straight years got the best player in the city of Dayton to stay at Michigan State. We started off on the shoulders of Flint. So you have to sell in the recruiting process with the local players that there is something special about staying close to home. They're going to have their family and friends part of their career, but they're not on their doorstep. So they're going to, you know, still become their, their, their their own man when it comes to the maturation process of college, but doing it at doing things special, building something special where your family and friends can be part of it. The people who love you and don't care if you make one basket are going to be there. That is something unique and special, but the basketball and the academics have to fit. If if you just recruit local kids that aren't a good fit, then that doesn't that that won't make it work either. So, you have to find guys that fit that that bring to the table what you want to bring and hopefully they'll be in the the local footprint and if you do that, then you start doing some unique and special things that guys will remember a lifetime.
0: Yes, sir. Folks, we're joined by Coach Brian Gregory of the U-South Florida Bulls here, new head coach there, about ready build some special down there in Tampa, Florida. Now, Coach, for the guys returning to your roster, what are you going to be doing with them for the next few weeks trying to build relationships with those guys, get them to buy into your culture and see what you're all about? And, and, so, and Coach, will you begin to court those guys before the semester ends kind of see what you have before you go out and recruit more guys as you are right now, Coach?
1: I, I've already been on the court with them uh, okay. I'm do it more this week, you know, and you have to do it. You know, there's sweat equity. I call it, you know, you got to get on the court, you got to work them out. You got to get a sweat going. You got to make sure they know that you're committed to, to developing them and teaching them. Um, you know, and, and anytime there's a coaching change, there are going to be guys that, you know, transfer and think about going somewhere else. And that's just part of the deal. And so, you know, the key is to figure out who's staying, uh, who wants to leave, make sure they take care of their books so they leave in good academic standing. And, you know, because the most important thing for me is I want guys with both feet in. I want guys that are totally committed because when you do that, then you can push them and you can coach them and they can continue to get better.
0: Now, Coach, I'm um curious to know how you're gonna go about the non-conference scheduling coach because you know you're in you're in the american conference you know as a one of the not not one of the non-power fives like maybe a power of six conference the group the other non the, the big ones so how are you see us going about the scheduling of your non-conference schedule coach i know probably already done for you this time around so going forward how how do you want to schedule those games to get good get, get games down in tampa as well and good test on the road for your guys as well you
1: know i think that's uh the, the, the scheduling has become an art form. Uh, it really has. You know, I think you've seen some teams that, you know, had hopes of making the NCAA tournament or the postseason in general, and because they didn't do a good enough job scheduling in the non-conference, they were left out. You have to schedule good enough teams where you build your RPI, uh, but you also have to win games. And so I think, you know, in the early stages, you, you the the schedule won't be quite as tough as it probably will be, you know, three or four years from now. Um, because the one thing that this, the, the, this program hasn't done in the last five years is, is win. And so you have to build some confidence. You have to show some tangible evidence that you're, you, what you're doing is, is going well. Uh, but you still have to schedule three or four non-conference games that are, are going to be challenging. And a lot of times that's on the road. So when you get into the conference schedule, and you're playing UConn, and you're playing SMU, and you're playing Cincinnati, the guys are ready for that level of competition.
0: Now, Coach, it's pertaining to the selection process of the tournament coach. As a coach, you wish there was a clear-cut formula in how teams were selected rather than having the, this moving target every year to know as, whether it's road wins or top 50 wins. Do you really that not know how have a formula of what's going to get
1: me in as an at-large team? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think you know, it's hard. It's a hard job. You know, I, I don't, I don't envy those guys that sit in that room. I think the the thing that they should do is maybe, you know, do whatever they're, they're doing, but let's get some basketball guys in there. Let's get some former coaches. Let's get Gene Katie. Let's get, uh, you know, guys who have retired that are, that are know the game and, you know, can not only look at the numbers, but look at teams. You know, when they say that the RPI isn't used as much, maybe the the RPI in and of itself isn't used. But people got to remember, they use the RPI to determine your strength of schedule, to determine how many top 25 or 50 wins. So where the arbitrary number of your RPI is 35, that doesn't mean as much. But so many other measuring tools after that, the RPI is the is the component that they use to determine that. If, you know, a top 100 win, that means a top 100 win in the RPI. So it is important, you know. So I just think, and this is no offense to the committee, I just think that if you talk to basketball coaches across the country, getting guys like Reggie Minton, who, who's on the NABC board, that, that coach that in the Ivy League and Air Force, getting, like I said, Gene Cady, getting guys, getting Bo Ryan, getting guys like that on the committee would, would would I think, do a great service to the tournament. Well, Coach, we had
0: on Kermit Davis in Milton, he was a myth that he got a 12 seed. He was miffed by it. He didn't know, he said, we get 30 wins and we're a 12 seed. He couldn't believe it, you know? So I, I, yeah, I, I totally agree a, with it's a, you.
1: It's a Yeah, it's a, you know, Because here's the one thing that, like, Middle Tennessee, unfortunately, they're put in a situation where once they start their conference play, they very rarely play a top-50 RPI team after January. So now he's got to go out there and play four of those games, five of those games, six of those games in the non-conference. Two things happen. Number one, no one wants to play him. And number number two, if he loses three of those or four of those he puts himself in jeopardy of never lose. the he would almost have to never lose in January February and March to make the tournament you know so it's it, it is difficult there's no there's no doubt about that I think the seeding the seeding is becoming even more difficult like I watched the other night you know that UCLA Kentucky game that probably should have been an elite eight game. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just when you watch those two teams, it's a Sweet 16 game. You know. Now is that because there's a lot of good teams? You know, I don't know, but uh, you know, it's it's it, it, the the thing is, as you know, when when you have just the 68 teams, there is always going to be able to be a complaint, whether who made it and who didn't, and the seeding. It's just inevitable.
0: You're right about that, Coach. And, and I'm going to ask this, Coach. That's kind of same vein here. As we look look at the rules committee, at the NIT, I watched somebody to do the rules, whether experiment with ten minute quarters, two a degree great nine it goes to five fouls, or they reset and the, the shot clock. Uh, how about advancing the ball, coach, in the last minutes of the game and these are, are, are live ball timeouts? those things you want to see the rules committee maybe take a, take a look at going forward to maybe tweak, make the game even better than it already is. Yeah, you know, I
1: you know, again, we're we're right now so currently, college basketball is the only basketball in the world that plays two halves you know um so i think inevitably we're gonna we're gonna go to quarters to me i'm not sure it's that big of a deal but i i, I understand the the I, idea behind it i i do like advancing the ball because i do think it it gives guys opportunities you know with you know two seconds. You know, you, you saw the kid from Florida with 3.9 be able to make the shot because the defender from Wisconsin just let him go by him. But, you know, I, I do like the advance. I, I don't get the coach can't call a timeout. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, I don't think that's impacted many games since that rule has been changed. So I do think there you, you always have to to evaluate and adjust. And I think that uh, for the most part, the rules committee has done a pretty good job of that.
0: And coach, find one for you. Coach, we cover the Grizzlies a lot here on our show. We go to Memphis to cover the games. I was just in Memphis for the the, the the regional over there just this weekend, and we get to know Zach Randolph pretty well. He's a really cool guy. That we, uh, to the to a lot. So, coach, what about the coach Zach when he's in Michigan State, and, and how proud of you of the career he's carved out from in the NBA? Names come off the bench now, accepted their role, and not, not not even causing a shirt, just doing his job, and still in a double double a game just, just about here with the Grizzlies. It, it, it his
1: accepting the new role doesn't surprise me one bit. You got to remember when he was a freshman, he came in as the number three player in the country. We had a senior class, a five-man senior class that was that was good. Uh, he only started as a freshman. I think he only started five games for us. He played 20 minutes a game, and he never complained one bit, not one bit. He was such a fun kid to be around because he loved to compete. He loved to work on his game. I'll never forget, you know, back then my role, you know, I I coached the big guys when I was at Michigan State during my second stint. And so I had Zach during the first workout that I had him in the fall. And, uh, you know, I was fired up about teaching him this move, that move, you know, catching the ball, chinning it, looking in the middle, you know, all these different things. And after about three minutes, I, I had the pad on him. After about three minutes, I said, okay, here's the deal. When you get the ball, all I want you to do is just give a look middle to make sure a, a double team isn't coming. After that, you do whatever the hell you want because I can't teach you what you already can do. Exactly. I mean, he just had an unbelievable feel, you know, for angles and feeling the, the, the defensive bodies and spinning off it. And he would do stuff that I would never even think about teaching. And I just, I just right away just knew that there was nothing offensively you know, all we had to do was get reps. I wasn't going to be able to teach him anything because his feel was better than any coaching he could ever receive. Now, on the defensive end, we had to teach him a lot. But he was, he, he and, and, you know, um, and I, I still think he forgets that sometimes. But he, you know, he was an unbelievable teammate, which for a freshman with his rep, is a great compliment.
0: I tell you, coach, I told him I was going to, I was going to talk to you on the show. He's like, he's like, yeah, basically sure tell BG I said, what's up. So, you know, so, yeah, so yeah. he was happy to hear, I'll have you on the show. And I said, he's always been a great guy to talk to in the locker room and on the show as well. And I wanted to definitely bring him up to you. While I had you on the line with me here today, coach.
1: He's got a heart as, as, as big as anybody I've ever met. You know what I mean? He just, he just does. He was a joy. He was never a problem. Went to every class, completed the whole first year, got good grades. You know, I think he he came in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh to prove that he could succeed at, at Michigan State and 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 play for a guy that is a no-nonsense coach like Coach Izzo. And I do think that one year spending time with Coach Izzo really helped him and 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 put him in a position where, you know, he he I don't know if he will but I think you probably would agree he could play another four or five years in the role that he's oh, in right yeah. now. I truly believe
0: that tonight, still making averaging a double double. I think he's made himself a lot, a lot of money going for at least get to him like a Paul Gasol deal, at least on two year, three, three year contract. With if he's not in Memphis, somewhere else, you know, because he's he's still playing well. And if he wanted, if he.
1: If he wanted to share that with his former coaches, we'd be all for it. I know
0: you would, coach. I know you would. I definitely <laughs> know you would, coach. Hey, coach, I was tell you, I must thank you for your time today. I tell you, coach, we love to have you on the show when you was with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And then we covered them with the South Florida Bulls, coach. We were definitely happy for you. we we'll would be definitely watching. Love to have you on the show real soon, coach.
1: You got it. Thanks for having all right, me, on, buddy. coach. That's Brian Ricker here on the Boss Man Show.
2: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you.
3: athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at CoachTWill24 or Instagram TravisLWilliams24
0: Show is just joined by Brian Gregory of South Florida. Now it's promised we're joined by the UConn Huskies football coach back again up in Storrs, Connecticut. Coach Randy So, Coach, how you doing this evening, sir?
4: Well, I'm doing good. Now that we're back on the field and we're started in spring practice, it's uh, it's good to be out there.
0: Yes, sir. The coach, how does it feel to be back at UConn again, Coach, and get to put your stamp in this program once more after a few years away from there?
4: Um. No, it feels good to be back. You know, there's not many times you get a chance to go back to some place where you've had a lot of success and, you know, a lot of uh, really good people and, um, you know, a lot of people uh, are still here from when I was, um, you know, here before and and um, so that makes the transition easy, but uh, to come back and, and to be able to work to uh, get the program back to where it was when I was here before is uh, exciting and challenging.
0: And speaking of challenging, Coach, I just want to ask you, how was the challenge for you going from one double A at the time to D1A pretty much football? Uh, how was that transition for you? And how, what was it the days like as you tried to get the program established on on an FBS level from the FCS level, Coach?
4: Well, you know, it was hard. Uh, what You know, we just had a plan. We went out and tried to recruit kids that, uh, you know, could play special teams for us originally and then uh, just go and recruit guys that we thought had the athletic ability, but um, just needed to be uh, developed um, and coached to get to the level that they could get with the potential that they had. And then the one thing that really helped us was the fact that, um, you know, they built a brand new stadium, Rensselaer Field, 40,000 seats down at East Hartford, but then also uh, the Burton Family Football Complex, which houses all of our uh, meeting rooms, our offices, training room, uh, locker room uh, uh, dining hall, academic area. And then the, which, uh, the Shankman training center, which is, uh, uh, attached to it, which is our indoor facility and then uh, our weight room. So when we added those facilities, it really helped us. And then again, what we just did is we just went out and, you know, recruited guys that we liked on film. We didn't look at stars or anything like that. We just went and recruited guys that we felt, uh, could help us win. And then, uh, they were, they worked, and they bought into the, the message that we had, and um, we were able to accomplish a lot of things.
0: And, Coach, for you come back as, as the coach again at UConn, I think already the guys have to buy in. You was there before. You have established UConn football to what it was now. it, get, gay get made a national brand. So with the new guys you have now on the, on the roster, Coach, it was it pretty easy to get them to buy in once you came back and became their coach?
4: Yeah. I mean, some of the guys, uh, one of the things that I thought helped was the fact that, um, guys that I coached or recruited knew some of the guys on the team. So they could tell them, (coughs) excuse me. They could tell them that, um, you know, Hey, just, uh, do the things that coach will ask you to do. And, and if you do that, you'll, you'll be fine. And you guys will be able to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. So, you know, that also helped. And, um, uh, with, with the, you know, those guys telling the, the current players, you know, who I am and what I'm all about and, and how I go about things. So that was very beneficial as well coming back.
0: Bolster, running the Elsa here on the Boston Show. Coach of the UConn Huskies out uh, of the American Conference here with me today. Now, coach, as the landscape, as you've been gone for about five years from there, the landscape has changed. Maybe for recruiting wise, and uh, how are you seeing when you had to recruit guys now? How do you how do you connect with these guys? Get them to want to come to come to play for you now? Because a lot of these guys to me, culture divas before they even get started. You kind of have to break them from that diva mode of being recruited and being like, hey, I'm the it thing, so how do you go about getting freshmen to get, get out of that, I'm a, this a star recruiter, I'm this and that, and get them to just to say, be a part of a team and be part of a, a good culture to move forward and to win games together?
4: Well, you know, I think one of the problems we have is that uh, nowadays a lot of these young men are entitled and enabled and, you know, they're more so at home than anywhere else, and people people are afraid to tell them what they need to hear they want to tell them what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear and so you know the one thing that I look at is when we go in to recruit kids is what what is their their family life uh, like and what what is the parental structure and then how are are they being held accountable uh, in their own homes and in their programs where they're in school and and then if they are then you know I, I like to recruit those type of guys and guys that like to work but You know, one of the things that that we have going for us here, I can go into anybody's home and and tell them that, you know, you you can come here and accomplish any goal that you want to accomplish. I mean, um, you know, we've won uh, conference championships while I was here before. You know, we've we've been to bowl games. We went to a January 1st game in the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, We've had academic All-Americans. We had first-team All-Americans here in football. Um, You know, just a couple years ago, guys that I recruited and coached, there was uh, like three years ago, there was 25 active guys playing in the NFL, which was like the fourth most of any school in the country. So, um, you know, we have all those things to sell and then the facility, but, you know, you got to want to come here and be part of a team, you know, and that's the whole thing for me. I mean, it's all about team here. And the only way you're going to accomplish anything is by, you know, working together and and trust in each other having great enthusiasm and holding each other accountable and then you got to be mentally strong because you know things aren't always going to be easy and and there's a lot of people out there that uh you know fit the bill
0: yes sir and coach I always love watching your team's play uh, it was when I was used to watch this, when I was growing up here in into biz I used to see your teams always played hard I remember you guys playing Notre Dame I'm watching on NBC how you guys played against those guys so a lot of people, I like to kind of work you do coach you're a guy I don't send my son up to play for it because somebody like that needs to lead a, mold a young man to becoming a man because coach I feel like a lot of guys forget that going to college is about growing and learning and becoming a better person and a lot of these coaches are like you, are these guys father figures a lot of these guys don't have fathers in the household raised by the mother that kind of guidance, I feel like you, a guy like you, coach, can help a guy get to that point to be a man, have be a successful person in life going forward.
4: Well, I mean that that's what we should be doing. I mean, I think whatever you know, you know, one of the things is we recruit these kids way too early nowadays. And 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 again, having just come from the NFL and being with the Detroit Lions last year, uh, you know, I think it's like two point nine years now is the uh is the lifespan of a football player in the NFL and. So you know you better have your degree and you better you better be able to um, handle yourself well and because again you're gonna be you're gonna be out working and the more the the better you handle yourself and the more you network and you do things the right way the better better opportunities you're gonna create for yourself and I and I think you know kids are coming to school for three reasons really they to be a better student to be a better athlete and to be uh, a better football player and. You know that's that's the thing that sometimes I think gets lost in it. You know, and and a lot of times, you know, what most almost all these young men um, are gonna you know are gonna go have to work you know right after college. Or there's only a select few that get to go and play in the NFL. And so you know you got to prepare them for life, and 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 not just uh, understanding it's not all about football. There's there's more to it. Their career is going to be very short lived. Um, after college, and, and so now they got to be prepared to go and, and make a living and support a family and uh, do the things that they're going to have to do to be successful. Now, Coach, you kind of
0: read my mind. I want to go with this next, Coach. How was it working for the Detroit Lions as a director of research and special projects, Coach? How was that like for you? And what did you learn from the NFL game that you'll probably take, take back with you now as you coach UConn going forward?
4: Well, I learned a lot. I was able to study a lot of tape, and I was able to work under uh, – Two really good people, Bob Quinn, the general manager at uh, uh, at Detroit, and then Jim Caldwell, the head coach. And you know, I think every day you try to learn, and I learned a lot from those guys. Just happened to sitting back and watching and observing, and then doing the things uh, the the things that they had me doing there was um, it was very beneficial. And there's things that I did bring from uh, Detroit, you know, here to um, you know Connecticut, and uh, things that I've incorporated. Uh, into my program after, you know, watching Jim and how he did it and and uh some of the things that Bob was doing from a from a scouting standpoint. So um you know I had a, I was doing a little bit of everything. I was evaluating unrestricted free agents when I first got there and then working out college guys for the draft uh, and then during the season I was working with the the offense looking at the opponents uh um, you know defense and and what they were what they were doing and what they were going to, what our offense might see and how they were going to do things. And then took a look at our own offense from a self scout standpoint every week to try to help them with, you know, if there was any tendencies or this is what people were going to see and this is what they might want to do. So, uh, you know, it was very rewarding, very fulfilling. We, you know, had the opportunity to go to the, uh, the playoffs and, uh, you know, which was neat, but uh, really enjoyed my time there in Detroit.
0: Yeah, Coach, I saw you guys play twice. I was, I was at the Tennessee Titans game. I was at the game in Dallas when we played on Monday Night Football. So, uh, I see you guys twice, and I'll tell you what, Matthew Stafford can re- throw that ball and how he threw that ball with that, that, that kind of glove he had. It, it was amazing to me to see him do it in Dallas with that glove he had on. I was like, wow, this is really for real.
4: He's really uh, throwing the ball with that thing on. I tell you, Matt Matt's a true professional and outstanding quarterback, and uh, just a you know, real gritty, tough guy too. You know, I mean, that that hand was really bothering him, but he he was he was going to find a way to make sure he was out there on the field and uh um, you know, tremendous amount of respect for him and how he plays and how he handles himself and uh um, I think if maybe he didn't have that injury, you know, we might have done a little bit more because, you know, that did have some effect on him. He would probably never say that, but I think it might have had a little bit of effect on him, but uh but like I said, if you talk about a true professional and an outstanding quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford's right up there with the best of them.
0: And coach, as you, as you get this spring practice, coach, what are you trying to accomplish? For is getting are you trying to get the guys kind of immersed in your system, get them exposed to it, start battles for, for, for summertime? So kind of what you kind of come out of, out of the spring period here you have with the guys here.
4: Well, you know, the biggest thing is is you know I want to get them to where they're they're very uh, good at the fundamentals and the techniques that we want to use. In our in the schemes that we'll be employing here at uh, UConn, and get them to understand, you know, how we have to practice and how we're going to practice, and and um, get them to really have all the basics down and and uh, understand our base offense, our base defense, and some of the things that we're incorporating from a special team standpoint. So then they can go and do these things and work on them uh, on their own this summer. But you know, the biggest thing right now is to to practice. Get them to practicing at the tempo um, that we want to play at, because we're going to be a fast, uh, fast team, a high tempo team, and and also an attacking team on defense. So I want to make sure that they really understand, um, you know, what's in store, and 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 again, knowing that um, uh, they can take all this stuff with them. But the biggest thing, like I said, is is really getting the fundamentals and the techniques of what we're going to be doing down so they can get better at them over the summer on their own
0: now coach i know you're an american conference i own the other five as they, as they call it uh do you feel like they should spend the playoff to maybe eight teams to allow teams like out of your conference to have a great year to get in that playoff level and there's four teams and that's all they'll you know, shut everybody else out to, to the rest of the bowl games
4: well i i think you know i mean i've i participated in a bowl game when i was a player and then coached and everything else but you know I, I'm of the belief now that I think we should just have an an all out playoff and um and be done with the bowl games. I mean, especially when you know you have bowl games where people are going at six and six and um, you know then teams end up with a losing record if they lose the bowl game, and you know a bowl game used to be a reward. It's not a reward anymore because when you're six and six, you know and even some sometimes I think they've had some teams that were five and seven you know, going, that's not a reward, you know, why should you be rewarded for mediocrity when you're six and six? And, um, so I, I just think that we'd be better off having a playoff system. You know, now I think, you know, the bowl system was really good, but now we're in an era where, Hey, let's, let's have one winner and let's do it. The, you know, play it all on the field and, and include more than four teams. Cause how do you leave, how do you leave, you know, you only take four teams when you have all these conferences and everything else. And, you know, you see the excitement that the, um, you know, that the final four brings and everything else. So I think they should expand it and have more teams. If you win your conference, you should be in the playoff. And, you know, if they have to cut a game back, then you cut a game back to to to, to get the games in that you have to and have to play off at the same, you know, championship game at the same time that you do right now.
0: Coach, I can agree with you so much about that because I tell you, Coach, I feel the same exact way. It should be a playoff. Uh, all, all the conference champions should get at least automatic bid and two at larges, and there you go. We have a tw- we have a nice twelve team playoff. Give f- 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 the first four seasons a bye and play it in like that, and we'll be good to go. But you know, <laughs> man, you have sense. <laughs> everybody
4: else like me and you do, Coach. Oh, <laughs> well, exactly. Well, you know, we're, we're in the we're in the position now. It's like youth sports. Everybody gets a trophy, you know, and that's not. <laughs> You know that's really not what it's all about. You know we're the only, you know we're the only uh, sport in the NCAA that doesn't, you know, include everybody like that and uh, for for a playoff. And uh, you know it's uh, 2017, and we ought to get with the times and and do that. And uh, if we would do that, I think uh, it would even make it for a much better uh, situation for college football.
0: If I want for your co-sign in the same vein here. What are some rules you to the NFL last year gets out how the NFL game is? What are some rules you want to see the college game, maybe adopt for the NFL or tweak in the college game to make the game a better product for the players, coaches, and fans alike as they watch the games this, going forward after this season coming up?
4: Um, I, don't, I mean, I think the one thing they have to do is they have to continue to find a way to, to make sure they shorten the games. You know, I think the games are getting uh, – too long, a lot of that might have to do with uh, commercials or, you know, those things. But, um, you know, that's the thing that I think that they have to, uh, that they have to do. And, um, you know, the one thing that I do like, having been in the NFL before, I do like the fact that they do have the two-minute warning at the beginning, at the end of the half, and at the end of the game. I think that's something that would, could be very beneficial and make games even more exciting um, in the college game. Yes,
0: sir. I agree with you, coach. And coach, I tell you what, been a fan of you for a long time. Gotta have to have you on the show. And look for talking to you again. down the road, Coach. Thank you again for your time, Mr. Gracious tonight to come on the show with us, Coach.
4: My pleasure. Appreciate it very much.
0: You're welcome. It's Randy. That's over. You call here on the Boss Man Show.
2: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Folks, back here on the Boss Man Show, we was just joined by Brian Gregory and Randy Edsel. Now we got your listener email for the week, and we got Jay here to read them. What's good with you, Jay?
5: Hey, it's your girl. Hey, everybody.
0: No doubt, no doubt. What's good, guys? You know, today's emails are probably worse than last week, so let's go and jump into them. So, Jay, what we got first? Talk to me.
5: Listener email Williams and Anderson Coco. Who the heck is Williams and Anderson Toso. Cool. Wow. All right. And here's the email. I'm sure the outside stack is affected by the dawn of an early night. In terms of the future facilities for dining, I'm interstate in the mix. Available as the structure of setup. Send it via the platform. Thanks. Larry S. Cone and Salt Lake. My man,
0: what's going on in Utah? I don't understand that kind of language. I don't get that. I don't know no outside sack is, dawn of early night facilities and interstate. I don't know what you want, my man. I don't. I don't know what your deal is. I don't know what it is you're trying to get across to us or whoever you talk, Williams and Anderson Coco. I don't know who the hell those people are. So, my man, get your mind right. Uh when you email this show, Boston Jay. If you do that again, I'll clown you worse than I clown you today. Because my man, I, your English is okay, but I don't know what the hell you want. So my man, go to hell. What's your deal? Elf off. Don't get email here ever again, brother. Be gone.
5: Okay, yeah, because he first messed up by get by botching those names. They're not even a close call. Williams and Anderson, Coco. Uh, you do realize that it's a male and a female, so I don't know who you're referring to as Williams, and I don't know who you're referring to as Anderson, because I'm not either, and neither is boss So, yeah, get your mind right. And I'm sure the outside stack is affected by Donovan early le- night. What is this, a Star Spangled Banner? It looked like a mix of a poem and a Star Spangled Banner. What's going on with you?
0: In the, like in the mix and the structure setup set up via the platform my, what platform my man uh, I, I don't understand that mess.
5: no I don't get it at all I don't know what he wants I don't know if he's talking about construction dating going out turning up I don't know but Larry try again uh, next time and have a better email and get our names right and get your mind right thanks exactly <laughs> listener email Jerry Bone and Townsend. What is going on? Who are these people? <laughs> I don't know Wait,
0: people? Who
5: is Jerry Bone and who is Townsend? I
0: don't know anybody about these
5: people. these <laughs> people? Okay, exactly. You already started off that but okay. It's getting close to Esther. I have a quality. I got a wife and kid, but also an outside kid, too. Outside, kid mom has been pressing me on stuff, threatening to tell my wife she want me to spend Esther with her and go to the place you get a good talk. How can I tell wife I can't spill Esther with her and keep out like mom in the bay? Word up, jeez Shelton in West Oklahoma.
0: My man, you mean Easter? <laughs> 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 my man, it's not called quote Esther. You did not gonna, like, Esther Roll, my man, uh, yeah, somebody's grandmama. No, we we all know about it. it's getting close to quote Esther. You mean Easter? You have a quality. Yes you do, that you're, you're dumb as hell. That's your quality. That's that's the quality I picked up early. The names and your first statement tells me you're dumb as hell. Wife and kid, good. Outside kid, okay. Outside she wants some time too. The outside mama wants to wants to be your main mama. And that's to solve your problem right now. This is how you if you, you wanna do something. Tell your wife you gotta work. Now I don't what kind of job you got, it may not be able to work for you, you gotta work. Or allegedly your car broke down somewhere. Or take a trip magically and get they don't come back home. Those are ways I can tell you. But, my man, I don't care about your outside wife and kid and your other mama. I'm concerned about your name and your qualities, qual- been a, a dumbass. Now, that's my concern. But I don't know wh- where it's West Oklahoma. I mean, my man, what's going on out there? Y'all tumbleweeds and wrangling cows, my man? Chill out, brother. We ain't out in the field with the cows. Wrap-ups, you don't have any, quote, outside kids, my man. Damn.
5: Oh no, he did it with the tumbleweeds. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, Shelton. All right, so just like uh, just like Boss said, it's like the outside kid mama. She wants to be the main chick. She don't care that you got a wife and you got a kid and you got a family. She wants to feel like your family was her as well. So she's uh she's threatening to tell your wife yeah that's a tough position to be in it's kind of like a rock and a hard place so you can like make an excuse out of it or maybe spend half of easter with your wife right set up a time whether it's early in the day or late in the day spend half the day with her and then come up with some type of excuse as to why you can't be there for the other remaining part of the day whether it's just like boss said you got to you have to work that day, work some overtime to, you know, pull in some extra money. Or somebody else also invited you to Easter, uh, a dinner or something. Maybe a homeboy or maybe somebody at the job. They're doing some type of, you know, festival or on-the-job party or something. Not that I'm condoning it, but if you're really trying to get out of this and spend Easter with the uh, the other kid mama. Without your wife knowing, then, yeah, you're going to need to make an excuse and talk your way out of spending the entire day uh, with your wife because she's definitely going to want you to, and I can't blame her. Come get our names right. Come on. Who's Jerry Bone and Townsend? Don't email. I'm a female, everybody. I'm a female, so don't call me no Townsend. Don't call me Anderson Coco or any of that. stuff. Man.
0: Terrible names. Terrible
5: Terrible, yes. A listener email. Pull up on it, kid. Why is it so many of these teams in my pool lost? I'm losing dollars on this. Why can't they rig it like they used to? Damn. David in Miami, I think. Okay, that's my
0: problem. You think, my man? You don't know where you at? (laughs) That's, that's I don't care about your email. You don't know where you at? You think you in Miami? My man. Okay. If you don't know where you are, what are you on? Meth? The white? The powder? What are you on? Lean? I mean, because I might, like, you think? And then the name. Pull up on a kid? What? Trying try to quote Young Thug? Hey, what are you doing? Okay. That's not our names. Y'all are in the show. Pull up on a kid. I never did a show like that It says our names I said Boston J with emails So next time you email this show my man Get your mind right and know what town you're in You know I know what Miami really I know what Miami really is Because I was told by a listener That was called South Bitch So but (laughs) But that's not So are you on South Bitch Oh my
5: gosh
0: Or G-Biscuit, as, as this man told me, a listener told me, my man David, please, get your mind right, I think, I think you're an idiot,
5: that's what okay. I think, <laughs> get out
0: of here, David.
5: Okay, yeah, that's what got me, it's like, David in Miami, I think, so it's like, either you don't know where you at, or you don't know who you are, so, are you questioning who you are, or are you questioning where you're at, so the simple fact that you said, I think, it's like... What's going on with you? You must really be on some funny stuff. I don't know what you want, but you want some funny stuff. Man, what's going on? Let us be. (laughs) Exactly. Please. Talk about some poor body kids. There ain't no kids here, and nobody named Kid works here. What you mean? (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) and and I know that. I don't think I know that far, David, if that's even your name, David.
5: He don't know if it's his name so. Jesus <laughs> Why can't they rig it like they used to I don't know
0: How about you rig up your mind My man Rig up your <laughs> brain Like something You been sniffing paint my man oh You got gang and wall spray my man Like
5: come on Uh oh <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Going <on right>. in <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listener email. Oh, no. Bubba and Bobby. Who's Bubba and who's Bobby? Come on. Oh, y'all need to stop.
0: Like, for real. I'm already done It Bubba and Bobby.
5: <laughs> I'm new to the area. I don't know much about what to do. Can you tell me about the chicks and the other events of adult desire? You know adult stuff. Knew a job, too. You all hire, ring, things. <laughs> no, whoever hiring, you are. Hiring like two separate words, too.
0: We're not, quote, ring anybody, whoever you are. First of all, if you email the show, I need a name in town. I don't know I'm talking to a man or a woman right now. What area are you in? See, don't forget. I need your name and town. I don't know what area you're you're new to. Whoever you are, so whoever you are, what's your deal? I can't help you. I don't know your name or your town. Talking about new to the area. What area? You in Canada? Are you in Miami? Are you with David? Are you in with Goliath? You in Israel? You in Egypt? Where the hell you at? Okay. I can't help you. Get out of here I can't do nothing for you I don't know where the hell you at Bubba and Bobby I I got Bubba and Bobby Bubba my Bobby Put my foot up your ass Wherever you are Get out of here
5: Okay That's a jabroni right there Jabroni He's a monkey ass too And a monkey
0: Joe At the same damn time
5: talking about um, some needs in the area. It's like, we don't even know where you at, who you are, what area you just moved from or to, so what are you talking about? And you don't know much about what to do. I know that, because you don't even have to send a decent email correctly. Come on, man. You can't even get our names right. So I don't expect you to know your way around.
0: Exactly.
5: Wherever so, the area is, It could be a Chuck E. Exactly. Cheese. It could be a Walmart.
0: It could be a Dollar Tree. I don't know What area to the area Wait, what, what area? I mean, are you in the, the, the waiting area? You know, are you in the hot area? I don't know where the hell you at,
5: Jabroni. Please. Okay. Exactly. You could have just moved out to the Boondocks. We don't know that. Or you could have just moved to the city or the suburbs. You could have just moved to the hood for all we know. We don't know where you at. <laughs> idiot. Exactly. Listen our email. Julio and Julian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wowed by the things I hear and see on soap pop Paul Media. But you, what's bad? I meet chicks from there. They don't look like image on screen, phone, and alternate screens, too. I'm wage and suffer after it. Any alternative? Talk to me. Magic Chris at KFC Office. You, you,
0: you, you, you at where you blow Magic Chris? You a chicken. Raising canes or something, probably too. Like, no, man. Julio and Julia, who the hell is that? And, and soap, Paul media? What? That. What? you what? what's bad? A but. but, who is but? <laughs> I mean, who is but? I mean, chicks good for you, if they don't like the image on screen, what's a screen? It uh, offsets what is off the screens? I mean, the phones have more than one screen. Now. I, I missed that memo. <laughs> Did I miss that memo? Okay, because I, I have three phones I have the two iPhones and a Galaxy. Did I miss this memo? with phones have quote off the screens now? No, you didn't
5: miss anything.
0: I'll wage and the supper after. I, I mean, are you sacrif- sacrificing somebody? You, you, you like Abraham and Jacob and Isaac and Esau? What the hell are you talking about, man? Supper, the supper? Are you a disciple? I mean, any alternatives? No, no alternatives, my man. Talk to you. I just did. I'm going to tell you, go to hell. Get your mind right. My man, learn when you email. Holler. Show. I don't want to hear this crap. I want to hear a good email. I want to have my name pronounced correctly because, damn it, I say it. I hope it's the JR the Boss Man Show. Not the Julio Show. Not who, who is this. Bubba Show ain't Flip on the Kids Show. It ain't Jerry Bone. It ain't Williams. Who in the hell those yeah. damn show? Listen, jabronis. Jr. the Boss Man Show. Players name's on the Boss Man Show. It's that damn yeah. simple. Her name is J-Monique, or J. I don't know when you only, only walking Jay or whoever the hell kind of organized, whatever the hell you want to call her. I ain't her damn name. Okay? You're, just, you're, you're crappy like crappy rain, damn it. You pick it up. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like, come on. Yeah, if you call me, hey, look here, this is a whistle. I'm a FY. If anybody calls me Jeff in an email, I'm going off crazy. Because... Right? <laughs> 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 I hate that name Jeff now
2: for, for, for yeah, He's up,
0: traumatized for for, for for various reasons I hate the name Jeff now So yeah, I'm sorry I went long with that response But damn it, I'm sick of you And your you, you email angry me Whoever you are, what's your damn name? Magic, Magic Chris, Chris. Not, Magic Chris, white dumb Chris
5: Okay <laughs> I <can't> see <laughs> oh gosh I'm wowed by things I hear I hear and see on Soap Paul Media I'm confused about what Soap Paul Media is what is that entertainment group a production company what is it is it a station like what you mean by Soap Paul Media who is Paul what's the soap like is it actual soap or are you talking about the soap opera is, what are you talking about you meet chicks from there so you meet chicks at Soap Palm you, where are you meet these chicks from are you talking about Tinder are you talking about baseball? what are you talking about they don't look like image on on screen phone like wh- wh- what are you what are you trying to, uh, to have an answer and talk about any alternatives we don't know what questions you're asking to even answer you talk yeah,
0: to you we don't speak that language we speak my man
5: no we're normal we're normal people we're not going to try to decode what it is the fact that we have to even try to decode this that's frightening so get your mind right get our names right there's no julio there's no julian i don't know who you're referring to just stop it
0: thank you my man get out of here so jay before we close up this email statement, who was the worst one of the day Cool. Which, which email made us at the angriest? Which one got your skin the most? Which one was the worst of the day? Because obviously we don't have the best ones today. We have the worst today obviously here this week.
5: Oh gosh, they were all so horrible. I mean, I think I'm caught. This is horrible. Oh my gosh. Um, I definitely think I'm caught between the pull up on a kid from David
0: in, uh, in Miami and also the one from Bubba and Bobby I think yeah I'm caught between those two so. I think I hate Bubba and Bobby the most mhm I hate them the most already just like because you give me a name or, or a town how you email the show ask about Mary you don't tell me where you at or your name mhm I can't help you that's we right. can't help you so, but maybe, maybe you get your minds right one day. I don't know, but folks, coming up after the break, it'll be the boss support to get your mind even more right, because we got this week with Jason Smith's Crazy Hill. We're going to give it to you after the break. We out. Jay and Boss Email us at holla, Remember, holla, H-O-L-L-A, at bossmarradioshow.com. is the email to get at us and get the names right. I will clown you next week on this air, as we do, because it's the boss man. On your radio. We'll be back after the break. We out.
2: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you.
3: athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting Or Twitter at CoachTWill24 Or Instagram, TravisLWilliams24
0: show, we've had a great show for you, Brian Gregory, South Florida Bull doing his thing down there, Randy Els of Yukon, and we got Jay Monique with the emails, now I turn to my man from Memphis, Tennessee, he's the Kanye West, of he is the man, it is Jay, C. with Clicks doing big things, bro, what's good, man?
6: Bro, man, you know how I make a brother feel good, man, with the introduction, <laughs> I appreciate it, what's going on with you, man?
0: Man, done much, bro, happy for Jordan Tech, man. Big down, big kill, NIT finals against TCU, brother. Looking forward to the, the, the little Jackets bringing
6: it back to the A, man. Well, Dale, yeah, shout out to Coach Passner, man, doing big things. Down there with the Yellow Jackets, man, going to the NIT finals. Man, I'm, I'm happy for him, man. No matter how things turned out here in Memphis, man, Coach Passner's a good dude, man. So definitely happy happy for him, man, and his success right now.
0: No doubt. Well, folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for what is here. It's Boss support. Alright, uh, first story, ball is this. guy Catch Faye. She the Brazilian big friend and side chick get beat down by Angry Girlfriend. She catches them chilling at the beach at the farmers market. Get it in. Ooh,
6: Hey man, you know, you know Brazil, man. And the Brazilians, you know, they little they a little spicy, man. They're a little spicy times a lot of passion, so. You know, I could see that going down, you know, because, you know, Brazil, you can get it in anywhere. You know, so I've heard, you know, I had things go down there. Yeah, man, you know, so, you know, that's, that's what's up, though, you know, but hey, you know, she had the chin check brought, man. So saw her getting it in with a dude, so, hey, so, you know, something had to give, man. And it was a chin, a chin gave. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. you know how that goes. Exactly. never
0: Florida, crazy. Suspected car thief is arrested after breaking bones, falling off of a tree, trying to evade the police.
6: Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, I hope they have compound fractures, all kinds of issues going on. You know what I'm saying? Like you do something that's stupid. And like you already do you already gonna get caught. You going in jail. But then to add insult injury, literally. You gonna go break break some bones also, man. Oh man, good. You know, that person has everything could bad coming to them, man. I hope they hope they break every bone in their body.
0: Exactly. And we have this an Ohio man's arrested after squirting his mad milk on women at Walmart to quote, Mark kissed her because he needed them to get the money and give him that monkey.
6: Dale, okay, so he, he poke pimping, pimping at <laughs> the Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
4: Okay. All right. All right.
6: Okay. So yeah. So he was he was uh uh spraying his seed, his fertilizer, up there at the Walmart, man. All right. Also, he did not he ain't, he and know these when he didn't have a prior relationship with these women nope. that they would go out and make money for him. So man, he was very. He was very assumptive, man, thinking that he could just spray his seed on and they gonna go out there and make a, maybe he had a dream, you know, You know, maybe he thought he was a superhero, you know, he, he was a super pimp, you know, you know, put his uh, seed on, on, the, on the women there, and they will go out there and bring him back to catch. You know? Exactly, and
0: he did it I'm place, Walmart, I guess you could find a lot of women at Walmart,
6: though. It kind of can be Yo, the clubs some days. Bruh, Walmart, though, in certain areas here in the city. Man, it's like Ladies Night up there, bro. I swear.
0: I can imagine. I can man, imagine. Free bro.
6: admission. Free
0: admission before fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. We got Florida man arrested after being caught growing weed in his son's closet. After son took some to school to get to his friends and quote, I want to show up them the nicest plants my daddy grew."
3: Uh <laughs>
6: <laughs> I remember thinking, like, back in the day, my uncle, I don't want to snitch on him uh, 20 years later, but I guess it's okay now. Um, he used to grow uh, weed plants in his garden, right, in the back of his house, you know what I'm saying? And, like, in so many days, I went to call, call, you know, call the kids and tell hey, you know, my uncle, you know, he got, this <laughs> just got a whole
3: patch full
6: of weed, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he thought he was, like, the biggest... Uh, we drug kingpin in the world because he was growing it in his backyard there, man. So, hey, you know, and then I, I can see the kid taking it to school, not realizing it. You think the kid knew what it was? I don't think he did. He was only six. Oh, yeah, He ain't no, yeah, he ain't no little brother, man. But why, but why would you be growing it in the closet, though? Is that go, like, is that some type of special weed that's, that's growing What's like going on with in that? in the
0: closet, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, man. Like, hey, that's some, that's some, uh, Chemically induced weed, right there.
0: Something going on with me. something going on. All right, here we go. judging man arrest after to get this bro, thirty seven thousand dollars worth of rare coins from state Something I'm crazy saying. Quote: I need, I need some money for for my money, and I need to get some for my honey. What kind of take is that, man? I need some money for my money, to get some to my, <laughs> my honey.
6: What? There it is. I mean, hey, that's. That's tipping that's, that's right there, man, you know. It's
0: in Georgia now, too, so it's tri- they tripping, man.
6: <laughs> yeah, man. Now, actually, I've heard of people doing that, stealing rare coins, you know what I'm saying? Um I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a pretty nice uh, rare coin market out there, you know, where people are really making some money off there, man. I need to look into... <laughs> it's doing some real coins or something the way my bank the way my bank account set up right now man I need value to, to, you know my hustle
0: A exactly. real coin
6: hustle or something
0: exactly, live on Peachtree and in in State Capitol Avenue doing this on, in Atlanta, come on man dude tripping
6: <laughs> like, shout out to Peachtree man I gotta get down to Atlanta soon again man
0: yes you do brother, you do man you do bro, you got to. to
6: I'm coming man, I'm coming I'll be down there soon bro
0: Go. Florida man arrested after being busted having college students sell meth for him in exchange for late night pleasure.
6: What is this? Uh, a
0: breaking band porn? like Come on,
6: man. Like I, I heard meth can do some strange things to you, man, but it, make you, it makes you it makes you it makes you horny or something. Like what's, what's going on with that, man? Trippy. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, man. Like, have you ever seen somebody on meth, though? I have. Man, yeah. Why? why am I do? Meth? They like, like they teeth. The first thing that they go, with, man. They teeth.
0: They teeth go. They hair go. Like, you just meth is just a messed up situation. And they try to make laughs out of, laughs out of any old thing. I'm like, come on, for
6: real. It's crazy, man. Yeah, kids don't do meth, man. Stay away from meth. Weed is okay, but don't yes. do meth. I agree.
0: And would be West Virginia robbers arrested after pocket dialing 911 to discuss the plans of the robbery?
6: Uh, All right. <laughs> wait a minute now. Wait a minute. So they called they 911 call by mistake. Yeah,
0: pocket dialed them. Yeah, uh, them.
6: Oh, that down. Okay, all right. Oh man, it that, has to go up there with world's dumbest criminals. Yeah, that's 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 by like the like the commercials being on on the play on TV with the dudes uh, robbing the mm-hmm. bank and they call and they waiting on the Uber, <laughs> waiting on the Uber driver. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. That, that goes down with that man. You gotta be the dumbest. Criminals. I mean, I mean things happen? You can butt down by mistake, but to butt down nine one one though, did you already have that stage of the contact or something? Exactly. How you nine one one. You're
0: trying to discuss the robbery plans.
6: Come on, man!
0: Up. Stupid gummies. We got Florida men arrested after fighting forty five pounds of coke in the ocean and selling on city streets but the. L-
6: 45
0: pounds
6: of what? in the ocean.
0: Man, the ocean, man, they went to, man. That's, is that possible? Yeah. Was,
6: that, was it, yeah, it was like, man, was it already pre-cut and everything? <laughs> 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 man, the Atlantic Ocean got keys like that, man? Yeah. I Yeah. Maybe keys, yeah, okay, I can see that. Maybe keys that fell off a boat or something like that, okay? Yeah. I can, I can see that, all right. That's what's up, man. We got to come up with some keys, man. Exactly Man, bro, just, man, all these vibes I don't even, I don't even need a billion dollars Give me 250000 Let bro, me get my first 250000 and so I'm so going to leave it alone bro. It I'm phone. telling you, man we'll be, we'll be back in business Man Bro, <laughs> bro, I'm buying I'm buying all kinds of radio stations I'm buying it Yeah, <laughs> I'm buying <laughs> CBS Like, what, like, what you want to do, man? Let's do it Exactly Now,
0: bro Ireland Postman always comes twice. Ireland Postman was arrested after being caught having sex with mailboxes <laughs> and also with door handles
6: when he delivered the mail. That's a great, that's a great uh, segue. a <laughs> title there. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, comes twice. It's good. Um, hey, man, there's some big people out there, man. You know, think about it. Like, I have crazy thoughts, you know what I'm saying, that run right in my mind. If I did <laughs> have the things I think about, like, I'd be locked up, bro, but, like, it's crazy. There's the crazy people in this world, man. Like, I'm that doesn't, that doesn't surprise me at all. I think you know, a lot of people out there, service people, people, you know, in the industry or whatever, like, they, they do, they probably do some wild stuff, man. You now,
0: bro, we've been doing the most for the last five years. Think you know, all the stuff that we've heard over the last five years. that you actually yeah. this stuff in real life, how many times we will be in jail. How many times over? We'll... Oh, yeah, no doubt, man.
6: And, like... The Wilder the stories I hear, like like I'm numb to it now. Like it doesn't surprise me. Like, at the beginning, I'm like,
4: huh, what?
6: This is believe. This can't be real. But now I'm just numb to it. Like oh, okay, I mean that's what <laughs> that's what happens, man. With these stories, man, you realize there's a lot of crazy ass people out here. Got
0: yeah, that right. And you love this. Lord, a woman arrested after being stopped with a stun gun after throwing used tampon at police to evade them.
6: Ooh. And they, they, uh, they stunned him with a
0: stun gun?
6: Yeah. Yeah, I think I would shot. him. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would lie. I would lie live bully for that one. That's so nasty, man. Like, no matter how drunk or high you are to do something like that, really? Yeah. Nah, you, you gotta catch the You gotta catch the slug. Sorry. You gotta catch, you gotta catch one. I wouldn't kill her or nothing like that to the shoot a man with a kneecap. So in the arm or something like that, man. But yeah, you got to get your hot
0: slug for that. Get this. Pennsylvania woman, 72, arrested after being busted selling heroin. Telling police, quote, she sold heroin to supplement her lackluster social security checks and get on with the work.
6: Hey, man, you got to get it how you live, man. You know, social security, when we get that age, you know, it's going to be non-existent, bro, so, you know, you got to get your hustle on, man, you know. Uh, what, we were talking about Breaking Bad earlier. Breaking Bad thing uh, edition, you know. <laughs> like you have exactly. to, you gotta get out there, and get your paper, man. Like they, them Social Security checks. Can not nobody make it off of that, man? No doubt. They ain't mad at all, man. Yeah. And
0: we got a wild Florida bobcat on the loose after destroying lawns and devouring unsuspecting outdoor animals.
6: <laughs> Damn, man. You know, I, Florida. Like you said, Florida—they got like they all kind of animals, bro. Like bears, bears get lions, alligators, bears and yeah. hey like Florida got everything, bro. Bears, alligators, sharks. Uh, what, what else you folks got, bro? Like everything is positive, bro. Uh, exotic like, uh, like, exotic like snakes, exotic man, beetles and flies and yeah. and birds. You're the biggest mosquitoes you will ever see in your life, man. Like Florida is. It's a scary place, man. Like, you, you're scared of humans and you're scared of animals in Florida. Like, there is no, you can't hide. You're not saving your dead Florida from anything.
0: Not at all. And here we go, bro. Georgia man arrested after attacking gas station attendant after being confronted after using gas station hose pipe to rinse water off his Johnson.
6: Wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, so you used the, the gas station hose. It wasn't gas coming out of it? No,
0: he used the hose pipe to rinse water off his Johnson.
6: Oh, so why, But why okay, are you okay. using water
0: to rinse water off your Johnson?
6: Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a, that's a strange one, man. That's weird. Man. There's always one story. Like, even though it's crazy, like, oh, what? Like... Two and two don't equal four in that situation. Like, I am not that, man. Yeah, I'm lost, too. Like, why would you
0: use a gas hose pipe rinse water that's already all on your Johnson off.
6: Yes. So you're putting
0: more
6: water on your hey, Johnson outfit than the house pipe. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, that kid's probably eating, eating paint or glue or in
0: kindergarten. Yeah, that'll add up right so, there. Like, right. man. Yeah. <laughs> here, here we go. We got Florida man arrested after limousine business is busted for transporting drugs rather than people.
4: That's what's up. Is this? It's
6: like something from a movie or something, man. That's genius. Yeah. Like these man, some of these criminals need a, a, a award, a medal or something, man. <laughs> Criminal of the month. Like, yeah, that's what's up, man. Like. I can't knock, like, I mean, of course, you're going to get in trouble, you're going to jail Do all that, but, like, if I was a cop, and I ran across something like that, I'm like, wow, like, you, you thought about doing this, and you, you pointed, man, let us know what, let me let you go, man, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go, man, with a warning, man, if I see you again, I got to arrest you. but, man, I'm so, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I think you're a genius, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to learn from you, like, I would I wouldn't arrest these people, man.
0: Exactly. And final story. Of the day goes this: Our police use stun gun on man arrested for vandalizing the city guard with a hammer and breaking into stores along the town square.
5: All
6: right, <laughs> I that moment. You there, What I do with you? I need you to run it back. Okay, let's go. Our let's
0: police go. use a stun gun on man arrested for vandalizing the city guard
6: with a hammer and breaking in the stores along the town square. Okay, so we got the state of Iowa. I don't think Iowa has ever been in a Baltimore story. Okay. All right. Okay, dude had a hammer and he was vandalizing the uh, stores there in the town. City Garden, okay. Breaking the stores along the town square. Like, for real? Okay, okay. Yeah. That's just like, I mean, that's such a random thing to have, like a hammer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you know you got folks got guns and knives and all that. But you doing damage with a hammer? Like man, what, what how can you be mad in Iowa? Like is there I know people get upset and get mad in Iowa. I was about cornfields and farming. You should be yeah, mad. Yeah. Right. What you yeah, you can't be tripping in Iowa, man. Come on. Now in Florida, I can see yeah, you you can make a case for that. But no, I'm not in Iowa, man. Not in it's too, Iowa. too peaceful. Exactly. Yeah. Did they did they do did they shoot Field of Dreams in Iowa? Come on, man.
0: Yeah, there, right? Well, bro, yeah. come here at town report. Need your take on the man?
6: Hey, man, hey, another wonderful, fantastic boss report. With the stories there, like I say, some of these stories now I'm I'm used to. It's always one or two stories. I'm like, huh, what the hell? <laughs> but for the most part, man, I give you I'm gonna give you on a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you eight, eight and a half, man, for this week's ball support. I got you, Ace hey, is well marriage, I'm doing good
0: things and you know it's <laughs> all good, brother. Hey, so tell me this man. What how does this weekend with, as far, with the farm the in town and what you got going for the Clint's going forward, man?
6: No doubt, man. You know, we had a big weekend. clicks, man. You know, matter of fact, some people from uh, who went to the, uh, the tournament games, man, with North Carolina fans in town, Kentucky fans in town. Matter of fact, some of them actually made out two clicks, man. So we were able to, you know, give them the karaoke, NCAA, Sweet uh, 16, Elite 8 uh, type entertainment there, man. So we got some big things popping, man. Like I said, man, I'm trying to give it to the boss, man, so we can do this sports radio thing, man. We can take over. Take over the country, man. So that's what I'm really focusing on. we be doing the karaoke thing. Yeah, I am the, the P. Diddy, you know what I'm saying, of karaoke and all that. But I want to be the, the P. Diddy of sports radio, too, you know what I'm saying? I hear that. So we're going to make that happen, man. Yeah, take that, take that, man. Take that. No doubt, folks. J.C. Smith in the Boston. Man Show the
0: Boston. Hey, okay, i show. We had our man, Brian Gregory. Y'all from here, Randy Hesel. Hey, Monique and J.C. Close out with the Boston people hope you had a great show have a great day we out and if you don't know now you know you know
2: Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
0: Hip-hop fans, got a great album for you.